Good morning. It is Saturday. Happy Saturday, October the 28th in the year of our Lord, 2023. I'm John David Walt Jr., and this is your wake-up call. All right, gang. Saturday means a Holy Spirit story, and we got a good one. This one is entitled, Zambian Woman Meets American Ghanaian on a Bus in London. <laughs> no, this is not, sounds like it could be the prelude to a joke. No, not a joke. It's a true story. Our text is always on Saturday is Acts chapter 1 verse 8. Hear now the word of the Lord. Have you all picked up that double entendre? of here now it's like h-e-r-e h-e-a-r now here with your ears now but it's also h-e-r-e here and now is the word of the lord but you will receive power when the holy spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in jerusalem and in all judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. The word of the Lord. I suspect that a number of you have got this rememberized by now. Just try to see if you can can say it from that deep place in your inmost being. And that's as I say that, I think, you know what? That's what rememberization is. Memorization is kind of trap it in your mind, put it in a compartment, and it's the quick loading of the short-term memory. Rememberization happens as the, the content is actually stored in our inmost being. And that's the slow loading of the long-term memory. So, hey... Let's get on with our day today. Consider this. Today's story comes to us from Michael Mosley. Mike has spent most of his ministry life sowing for awakening in Ghana, West Africa. He's a missionary. He's one of the boldest evangelists I've ever known. Let's just say he speaks Jesus fluently. And to be with Mike Mosley is to be on an adventure. The story he shares today reveals a more subtle side of his sewing work. It's still bold, but subtle. It's also a picture of the world we live in today. You know, the the Zambian woman on a bus in the mega city of London, England, meeting up with an American missionary who's lived his life in Ghana who's doing a PhD in London, by the way. Anyway, it's, that's, a, that's the world we live in today. It's an Acts of the Apostles world, isn't it? So if you're reading, you'll read the story in Mike's own words. If you're listening, you'll hear it in his own voice, and that's you coming now. It was November of 2007, and I was staying with my Ghanaian colleague in the town of Croydon, just outside of London. I was doing my PhD research at the School of Oriental and African Studies. Every day, I would take a bus to the train station, a train to Victoria Station, and then a tube to Russell Square. 
I made a commitment to the Lord that I would reach out to at least one person, either on the bus, train, or tube, and share the good news of Jesus. I was amazed at how the Lord honored my commitment and was able to share daily with different people in a culturally appropriate way. As I got on the bus this particular morning, the double-decker bus was packed, and I went upstairs and found an aisle seat. As I glanced down across the aisle, I saw a woman reading a book about spirit guides. I figured she would be a good person to talk to about the spirit. People were coming and going at every stop, and lots of school children in their quintessential uniforms were chattering away. I looked for an opportunity, but because of the busyness of the bus, I never found an opportunity to speak with her. We arrived, finally, at the Croydon train station, and we got off the bus and dispersed into a thousand directions. I was kicking myself mentally and spiritually. I rode the train into Victoria, then jumped onto the tube to my final destination of Russell Square. I settled into the archives at SOAS and wrote in my journal how disappointed I was that I missed that opportunity to share with a spirit guide woman. I did my research for over five hours and took my same return route back to Croydon. My routine was to always stop near the bus station and have a coffee and do my emails at a Cafe Nero. It was now 7 p.m., almost 12 hours since I began my journey that morning. I finished my coffee and my emails and headed to the bus station to make my final leg back to my home. This time, the bus stop was completely empty, except for one woman who was standing in front of me to get on the bus. It was her, the spirit guide woman. In a major city like London of over 15 million people, what are the chances that at that very hour and that very spot that God would bring her across my path again? It was a koine God's time moment. I came onto the bus and sat next to her and introduced myself and then told her my story. I reflected to her how I remembered she had been on the same bus 12 hours earlier and I saw that she was reading a spirit guidebook. I told her that I had been praying for her all day and that I was hoping for an opportunity to speak with her. She was from Zambia, and I shared that I had ministered there a few years ago. We talked a few more minutes, and then I reached my bus stop. I thanked her for sharing with me and told her what a blessing it had been to meet her and share with her for a few minutes. Did I share with her the plan of salvation? Did I share the four spiritual laws with her or ask her if she would be in heaven or hell if she were to die suddenly? Nope, nope, nope. I just became her acquaintance and tried to relate to her where she was. Let's make friends first before we make converts. Go and make disciples, friends of all nations. Matthew 28, 19a. The Prayer. Abba Father, thank you for showing us how we still live in an Acts of the Apostles world today. Thank you for Michael, an American who served so beautifully in Ghana and then who was doing his PhD in the mega global city of London, England, and how you drew him to this woman from Zambia in search of a spirit guide and how you gave him a second chance against all odds to reach out to her. You're amazing. Lord Jesus, we pray for her today, this woman. Bring her to the next witness who's playing their part, and, and all of this to the end of bringing her to faith in Jesus. 
Thank you for encouraging us to be ready, open, and willing to respond to your promptings from the smallest towns to the largest cities. Thank you for the way you're at work in every single person on this planet, wooing and willing them to come to Jesus and how there are so many parts to play in that process, from simple kindness to presenting the invitation to follow Jesus. You only need us to play our assigned part. Wake us up to hearing and responding to our part. And we're praying that in Jesus' name. Amen. The question, do you ever shy away from playing a small part for fear it will lead you to playing a part you're not comfortable playing? Do you find yourself avoiding obedience to reach out to a stranger in Jesus' name for fear that you might have to speak Jesus' name to them? How can we help you overcome this fear? What if your part was simply to see someone and allow the kindness of Jesus to shine through you to them? For our hymn today, we're going to sing our Saturday song, Sanctuary. You're learning it. You know it by heart. We'll sing it through twice for anybody new to it. And the words are printed in our email today. Lord, prepare me. To be a sanctuary, pure and holy, tried and true, with thanksgiving, I'll be a living sanctuary for you. Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary, pure and holy, tried and true, with thanksgiving, I'll be a living sanctuary. For you. Amen. Well, it's Saturday. It's college football day. Y'all know I think I told you I went to the Razorback game last Saturday. And uh, we'll, not <laughs> we'll not talk about that today. That was a hard day for the Razorbacks. I'm not remembering who they're playing today, but... Uh, Boy, it's hard hard days in Razorback country. But it was fun, and there were a lot of people there. You know, I, I just, I want to be more conscious, and I want you to be more conscious. Everywhere we go, everyone we meet, every single person are made in the image of God. They're made on the inside in the very likeness of Jesus Christ, which means there's something in them that is yearning for Him. They're yearning to be made whole and complete and fully alive. It's just like a homing beacon that's going off. It's broken, but it's still functioning in some way. 
They're looking for Jesus. And even bigger and more than that, Jesus is looking for them. But the way that he interacts so often and readily and willingly is through us. Are we awake on the field? Are we the vessels, the sanctuary through which he can seek after them? And that can be in in so many ways, from the simple and ordinary to the extravagant and extraordinary. We don't know what it is, but it's just like, is our head in the game? That's the question. You know, it's game day. Is our head in the game? Is our heart in the game? Or are we in another game entirely? I mean, I know I've been in other games entirely before. The big story, you know, today is the story of God. It's not the football game. The football game is is some entertainment. It, it's fun. It's, uh, you know, a healthy distraction, or it could be unhealthy. But the point is that is a context. It's another context. It's a place where Jesus wants to be moving and searching and seeking out people or wherever you are today. That's what we got to wake up to, friends. So that's not a pressure point I'm trying to put on you. It's an opportunity and an invitation I'm just beckoning to you to come into, and so many of you are, are doing it. Congratulations. I'm proud of you. I'm seeing you out there on the field every day doing it, okay? <laughs> That's why every day I close out by saying, I'll see you on the field. For The Awakening, I'm J.D. Walt. We hope that today's entry challenged and encouraged you. And thanks for listening to The Wake Up Call, powered by Seedbed. Be sure to share this with a friend. Leave us a rating and subscribe wherever you prefer to listen to podcasts. Find out more and join the movement by visiting our website at seedbed.com slash wakeupcall.